Come on. Math. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Check Engine Podcast. It's the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA Spirit of the Race Award. We're hosted on Anchor.fm, and we are streamed worldwide on all the platforms that you use to listen to your favorite podcasts. The three usual suspects are here. My name is Nick. Andrew and Tristan are on the other ends of the line. What's going on, guys? Man, I, I just... I just got to start with this because I was publicly shamed today. And um, <laughs> how'd that I make you think, feel? Uh, ashamed. It made me feel ashamed. How about let me that? describe, let me describe the situation. <laughs> so I was driving home from work. Um, you know, rush hour traffic getting really close to home. So, you know, you start like, Oh my God, just just let me get home. So I'm at this light uh, waiting to turn left. And in front of me is this van, like a Honda. Was it still the Honda Odyssey? Is that their van? I think that is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, newer one. And light turns green and the van just doesn't go anywhere. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. No, this 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 is going to be how I die. And so they proceed through the intersection at approximately half a mile an hour. Complete the left turn. <laughs> Still going next to no speed at all. So at the first opportunity, of course, I slide in the next lane, slam it to go past. And what do I see? Who do I see driving the car? But a lovely young lady with all the windows down, blasting the music, dancing in the car. And I was just like, oh, oh my God, I'm, I'm a dick. I've become everything I've ever hated in life. She was just trying it's to funny. enjoy her afternoon, man. Oh, she didn't know. She, you mentioned she did not know I was there. She never. She never cared. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> she never could have. It's cared. funny that you mentioned that. It's funny that you mentioned becoming everything you hated. I had a had a moment like that today, as well. I, I was. You were, uh, say you were the girl in the van. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, funny you should mention. No, I that. got my I got my hair cut. It's it's harder to make that mistake now. Um, <laughs> but uh. No, I was driving to go pick up dinner because Mondays are our we don't cook. We, the weekend is over and we don't want to really admit we had to get back to work. Um, and so I'm going to go pick up dinner and I'm driving along and I... Andrew, you know where it is. Nick, you might know where it is too, where highways 18 and 83 meet at that roundabout there. Yes, and I have it, a roundabout and, and, story coming up in a little bit, of course, by the way. Of course I know. And it, and it narrows, narrow, narrows from one lane to two, um, or two lanes to one, depending on which way you're going. Um, I was going the other way, and it was opening up from one lane to two, and some guy in a Mustang dropped it, like, probably three gears <laughs> and gave it the old gave it the old rev match in between <laughs> and just goes... The, the, the equivalent, the only thing I think of is to literally it went bang. <laughs> like just 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 bah! and i was like okay wow why are you so loud <laughs> like just old person 100 percent like 
put that loud car away, sir. Yeah, but that's a valid and point. You, you should put that loud car away. Loud car away. So, it's just like... I felt suddenly old. Was it a newer Mustang? <laughs> like a, a latest gen one? Yes. Yeah. Pretty new and black. Because what I've noticed... What? Was it black on black? Black wheels too? Black, 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 black. Huh. I mean, I guess uh, there's what if, probably more than one of those around. I just saw one of those today too when I was driving. So You would have heard it from about four miles away. I think that's okay, some it wasn't sort of this addition. one then. I don't think so. Um, anyways, what I've noticed with those Mustangs, of course, they sound real good and real appropriate on the track, but that flat plane sounds like ass on the street. It sounds absolutely horrific. At all times. Anyone else? I honestly haven't heard it enough to form an opinion. Yeah, I can't speak of the racetrack. one way or the other for the stock ones, but, but but I agree the modified ones don't don't sound good. That yeah, that's also because true. they just sound like exploding. Like they don't burble, they don't roar, they just go bah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of annoying. Anyways. Anywho, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, Andrew, what are we here to talk about? Well, today, uh, we're looking ahead. Today, we're going to... Th- there's just been a bunch of new cars announced, previewed. Uh, I guess, tis the season. And since there are no auto shows that... That will ever occur again, apparently. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to take a look at what's coming out. And um, I don't know. We'll see what we think. I guess we'll start from the point of who's excited about what. But we've kind of talked about that a little bit already. Hopefully we'll uncover some new ground here. Yeah. And it's also kind of timely, too, because normally late summer, early fall is when a lot of the new the new stuff for the next next year starts rolling onto lots. So um, also true. This is. This is the stuff that, if you haven't seen it already, um, is going to be rolling onto a lot near you soon. And, um, you know, I put together, personally, I put together a list of ones that I'm intrigued by or interested in and ones that I absolutely want nothing to do with as well. So I, I've, got, <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got both sides of the spectrum here. Nice. Um, Same. Well, good, good. This should be an interesting discussion then. But before we get into that, we always like to start these types of episodes with pace laps. Any neat car news, um, interesting news tidbits that we've heard about or read about. So, um, you guys have anything to get us going? I saw a Kona E. Really? Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only interesting because that it, it's really not sold in a lot of places. And I guess I just didn't expect the Milwaukee area to be one of those places. Like you, you can't get it anywhere. They only ship it to places that have a certain, I don't know how they calculate it but with a, a specific amount of infrastructure, right. For electric car charging. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't think we were there yet, but I mean, that's neat. That's interesting. On the exact opposite of that spectrum. I saw my, uh, my dream classic car today. I saw a 1967 GTO. Um, you can ask Claire this completely geeked out in the car like rock and roll groupie 
geek out when I saw it drive past in the at the intersection. Like, oh my god, that's him! <laughs> exactly. Basically, honestly, that oh my god, that's the car. Claire's like, what? I'm like, that's my car. That's the one. Look, there it is. <laughs> like, that's not your car. I was completely, <laughs> I was completely fanboying out over a red '67 GTO that rolled through. Red, um, red would be your color. Um, it was more about the fact that that was the car. It was the model that went by. Like the one, the gotcha. one I have as a replica, like on my dresser in my bedroom, is black. And I think that would probably be my first choice, but I just, I mean, it could also go do with the fact that we're not driving near as much. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't seen one in the flesh in a really, really, really long time. And uh, <laughs> I probably got overexcited to see it, to be honest with you. Like that probably shouldn't have been my reaction, but I was just so giddy that I actually saw one. So um, yeah. Exact opposite of a Kona E, I would think. Oh uh, yeah, pretty close. Pretty, pretty <laughs> damn close. Uh, Tristan, you I got, got stuck behind. Uh, yeah, Sorry. I got stuck behind a uh, like original vintage Willie's Jeep. Really? Yeah, huh. I'm coming down really, really close to home. Coming down through the neighborhoods. You sure it wasn't like, a Mahindra Rocksaur? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. This was this was actually a real Jeep because the, the Rockstar is actually like based on like a CJ platform oh, Jeep. That's right. Like, that's right. Er- that's right. Yeah. Early ones, so still old, but not that old. <laughs> but you know, much like a Mahindra Rockstar, did not have signals or brake lights or anything else. Um, so it was all all hand signals. <laughs> oh that's so horrible <laughs> and you could see if he went over about 30 miles an hour it started to wobble horribly yep that sounds about right out of its element yeah not at home actually speaking of jeeps um uh this is this was a while ago now this might have been like pre-covid but i just keep forgetting to talk about it uh, I was one day I found myself behind a Tonka edition Jeep. Ooh. Uh, so it was a Wrangler, right? Yellow, uh, black detailing, like black, um, metal grating, you know, on the, on the corners and, mm-hmm. um, Tonka branding. But the problem with that is that there is not a, there's has never been a Tonka, an official Tonka Jeep. This was just a really, really, really extremely well done home job. Mm-hmm. But it took me forever to figure that out because there are so many and all of these people do them so similarly. That's interesting. I was there think actually it was, weird. was the is there actually the reverse of that? Is there a Tonka toy that is a Jeep? Yes, yeah, so many. Really? I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. In, for, in fact, if you search for Tonka Jeep, you get one that describes what Andrew has first, and then the rest of them are all toys. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess that, oh, yeah, I mean, that's probably why there are so many, but I know that for a couple of years, uh, pro- probably at different times, there have been like factory yellow Jeeps that are basically the correct color. But right, um, yep. 
Yeah, it, it, and and so since then, I have now seen several other different Tonka, quote unquote, version Wranglers, uh, and yeah, they are all remarkably similar. <laughs> that's that's a. It's only the second um, instance that I can recall, unless I'm just completely missing out on a bunch of stuff, and you guys call me out um, on this. But like where you're making full size toys out of your vehicle, like a Tonka car. Cause like the other one I remember seeing and I really love is when you take a smart car and you color it red <laughs> and yellow, like the play school push car. Ah, yeah. Yes. That's yes. Always yes. funny. Yeah. That's hysterical. Well, I'm sure <laughs> there's someone hysterical. out there with the Barbie pink Jeep, right? Oh yeah. There's gotta yes, be. Yes, definitely. Maybe a pink definitely. Corvette. And also. Jurassic park ones. <laughs> oh yeah, my God. Yes. A toy. That's a movie vehicle, but I mean, yes, there's they did make a toy right. out of it. Actually. Yeah, there's one um, right in Waukesha, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I see it a lot. It goes to the grocery store near me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here's an interesting piece of news that I don't fully understand. Um, <laughs> Ferrari, a noted car maker, uh, has made a upgraded, like refined version of the Portofino. And so in that great Ferrari tradition, they've decided to name it the Portofino M. And I have questions. Because <laughs> that's not your letter. <laughs> yeah, it's what the Ferrari. Hell? They'll just sue BMW until I was they get say, the letter. They're going to sue BMW for the letter. But why, do, why have they done this? See here, I'm looking 612 horsepower update to Ferrari's starter GT. Well, then it's not really a starter GT anymore. Is it's it? for more. It's 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 the Molto, <laughs> the Moss. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the um, M at oh here it is. I got it. I got it, guys. The M it. added to the new Portofino's name stands for Modificata, Italian mm-hmm. for modified. Of course it does. Um. What? So they're like, nah. they're, they're trying to play on the stupid Americans, you know, just like, uh, just like Maserati did with the Quattro Porte. <laughs> oh, Quattro oh. Porte. It sounds so fancy. Yeah, that's four door. <laughs> but they should call it that then. Uh, you know what? Because I, I just realized in the, in the, in the preamble there, I was thinking of Lamborghini who uses SV or LP for their uh-huh. lightened, tightened, upgraded versions. Does Ferrari right. have one that they've used a bunch? I don't recall. Um, I thought they did. There was one that sticks out. GT. Like, Isn't it G- GT or GTO? Uh, but they have a GTB. B. That, that's like a line specification. I'm thinking like, um, you know, they've had... Rosso editions, something's floating around there. They've had uh, Tricolore editions. They've had, I'm sure there's something with the Toro involved. Oh, or uh, something. isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't isn't it Pista? I thought that was oh. just for the 488. Yeah, right. Maybe they change it every generation. Yeah, it could be. Huh. Well, um. If that's what they do, they should fix that. They should not do that and should instead find something else to do that. Don't use that letter. It's not yours. Yeah. 
Well, they can, like Tristan said, they'll sue for it. It'll be theirs. Yeah, it's a suit. actually looking looking at looking at the car. Scuderia, it, Scuderia, they've used a couple times. Oh, there you go. That's what the, I was trying in, to think. the interior isn't great, but from the outside, it actually it doesn't look too bad. This convertible shot that I'm looking at. Well, thank God for that. I guess better I than any like BMW. It. Maybe, maybe, maybe Ferrari has scented blood in the water with my official edict that we're not going into 2021 doing anything BMW, and they're just going to take M. They were like, "No, nah, it's ours now." <laughs> <laughs> Andrew hath spoken. No, I, well, I think it's actually a perfectly uh, acceptable legal defense if this does go to court over the letter M. Ferrari just goes, "Now look at their shit. It's gross. It's ugly." Get it out of here. Look at this. You like this Ferrari? Yeah. It's pretty. That's right. It offends <laughs> me. Who would want to put M on that? That's right. We did. <laughs> you can have uh, L. <laughs> or I. I. Keep no, because that's... I is... Uh, well, I mean, it used to be like old electric cars. Well, yeah. and, and injection. All the... Mm. The BMW already has I. You know, 330i... That's Whatever. Right. Instead of D. Instead of D. So I for I can take diesel. that too. <laughs> but anyways, I did think that was funny and weird that they would do that. That is good. That is good. Uh, hey, before we before we get into like the meat and potatoes here, can we uh, discuss uh, the twenty four hours of Lamar real quick? Go for it. So I've had. Um, so I, I've had this disease for a long time now where I need to stay up for all 24 hours for these races like Le Mans and Daytona, etc. Um, and did the same thing this past weekend. Um, I think all in, I maybe had maybe dozed for a grand total of like an hour, hour and a half. Um, I did a pretty good, did a pretty good job. Here's the thing. Um, nothing happened in this one. <laughs> there was there was not a lot going on. Um, well, I mean, obviously, I didn't watch, um, but there was some amount of of tweeting going on, uh, kind of towards the end. Did a did a leader wreck off or something like that towards the end of the race? Um, I guess that was the one bit of drama that actually happened. Was towards yeah, in the last half hour in the P two category. Um, the leading car, which did end up winning, um, they knew they couldn't make it on fuel. They would have to do a splash and go. So, you know, it was the radio communication of the driver. You've got to push harder. We've got to build a gap so we can pit and keep the lead, blah, blah, blah. Um, knowing how long a pit stop in sports car racing is and how long the pit lane is at Le Mans, um, mm-hmm. he needed to build up a pretty big gap, you know, and is he going to make enough of a gap, all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that was kind of interesting to see like, okay, when are they going to pit him? Because now you have to see when you kind of extrapolate the timeout and we don't want to release him into a pack of GT cars that are going to slow him down either. Um, So they had to kind of time it out with traffic and everything. And he came in with a 55 second gap and he left with a four second gap. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like they, they timed it just right. Um, and they and the second place guy still wasn't able to catch him and they ended up winning that class. So that was right. like the only real dramatic portion, but there are two. So 
just to run through, it was United Auto Sports and P2 that we just talked about. Um, Toyota factory team, no surprise, they won the uh, the top class, the top prototype class for the third year in a row. Aston Martin won both GT categories. Um, both the factory team and then the customer team won the AM class. Um, but I, there were two takeaways that I had from 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 this year's edition of the race. Uh, number one was the use of a roundabout by one of the race cars, which made me <laughs> laugh. Maybe it was because I was so tired. It was like three in the morning, but I laughed so hard at this. Um, if you don't know, folks, Le Mans, the circuit, Circuit de la Sarthe is a combination of like a permanent road circuit on the property, which is I think like two and a half miles, between two and a half and three miles, and then public road to make an eight mile course. Um, and I believe the corner is, um, out on the public road is it's the Arnage corner. It's a, it's a hard right hander, like the slowest corner on the track. Um, right after the, uh, Indianapolis corner that they call it. Um, but apparently when it's not race week, that little section of Arnage is a part of a roundabout. <laughs> so <laughs> this prototype goes into this corner and blows the breaking point completely. And, just happens to be aimed where he didn't hit the gravel. Like that's kind of going towards the exit. He hadn't pitched it into the corner yet and like turned for the apex. So he just went straight off into the roundabout. And then (laughs) the camera in that corner just followed him all the way around the roundabout. He went all the way around at like 30 miles an hour past a supermarket (laughs) 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 and then came back out the other side and shot down the straight away. It just gunned it like he was leaving the pits and turned a limiter off. It was hilarious. Uh, It just Um, reminds me, Nick, when we were at, uh, at Sebring and that guy went through the, the guy in the Corvette went through the gate um trying to remember keep keep explaining uh it was uh on the front half of the track like near where the actual like entrance gate would be uh-huh. there's a like access gate to the track and like it was open because they were letting you know track vehicles in and out and you know rescue trucks and stuff but he, yeah. he blew the corner he blew the corner went like bumping over the grass and then caught this access road, and it was like the brakes were shot. He he was done, so he just like leaves. It's like I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. I'm out. Out into the road. It was funny. We've seen That's that great. at Road America once or twice. Down into five. Yeah, the cutoff. Yeah, because yeah, I remember. I thought. I thought. I think it was a Mustang. I thought it was just gonna blow up a tire barrier you just kind of went around it and ended up somehow just fine on the other side yeah i just thought that was i'm actually googling it right now to see if they have the footage um i thought it was just fantastic but um anyway the other takeaway i had i just this quite possibly the most astute bit of color commentary I have heard on any race broadcast. (laughs) Um, They were talking about um, the threat of rain. Um, You know, there was a huge rain in the morning 
um, before the race started, it was actually declared a quote unquote wet race before they even like rolled off for the pace lap because it was raining so hard the race morning that the track wasn't going to be dry by the scheduled start time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they expected more rain around midnight and they kept checking the radar and checking the radar and like showing it on the screen. It's like, well, there's rain around the circuit. You can see it to the South. You can see it here. You can see it here, but just none of it is actually coming down on the property. And one of the color commentators in just a moment of sheer brilliance. Well, that's the thing about thunderstorms. You either get them or you don't. Mm. (laughs) What do you mean by that? That's, there's got to be a deeper meaning there. <laughs> Just hmm. like, <laughs> thank you for contributing that. I'm so happy you are on the air right now. <laughs> you either get them or, or you don't. don't. <laughs> that is true. What other that is really guys? True. What other things could you either get or don't? Well, well, just it just reminds me of the George Carlin routine about like like all the misused words, and one of them is preheating the oven. It's like you can't preheat the oven; the oven's permanently preheated. Or directly post-heated, or it's heated. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Indeed. Uh, oh, um, one other thing from Le Mans that actually just got announced today. Um, Andy Blackmore, uh, spotter guy legend, racing mm-hmm. legend, uh, announced today Yeah, he's not doing spotter guides anymore for Lamar because the teams don't get in touch with him. So basically for IMSA, you know, when they're changing sponsors, changing colors, they tell him, they let him know. And apparently really? the teams at Lamar don't do that. Well, yeah, he can't make it. He can't make the spotter guide who doesn't know what the car looks like. Exactly. <laughs> make it up. Right. Do what you want. So I, we do we do not care. <laughs> and so I guess he's just sort of like, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm all good on that. His com his his note is actually like pretty aggressive. I thought. Really. Um. Yeah, I'll just pull out a couple lines here. Um, a good number of teams assist with the reference. There are an increasing number who don't, which increases the research accuracy and creation of the guides massively. Uh, this is in stark contrast to the IMSA guys where every team helps, assists, and gives me a heads up. Realizing their brand and livery in the hands of hundreds of thousands helps their exposure. Damn, Andy. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go. Apparently, <laughs> the folks in Europe don't care about any sort of fan interaction. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at F1. F1 doesn't care. They still get the people to turn up and or watch on TV. That was actually something that hit me last week. I, I think I might be a little bit bummed about the fact that F1 is not losing market share. Not even a little bit. I feel like they kind of deserve that. I feel like that's needed so they can... I don't know. They wouldn't They wouldn't do anything with that anyway. Probably not. <laughs> what? Probably not. Which is the way... The, Utter disgust you spat that out with was funny. I want to care about F1, and I just don't, and I fear that I never will. And that's okay. That the F1 does not care that you don't care. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> But it's it's FOMO. 
how can you, you be afraid of missing Hamilton out? Wins. That, that's it. Right. How can you be afraid of missing out on something that we a already know the outcome of and isn't interesting? It's the it's a foe of Mo, Tristan. All right. Right. I might mo. I don't. I don't fear missing out on peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Some people like it. Okay, but no I know one, I don't no care one, for that. No one's eating that. You're wrong. I I am not wrong. I am right in this. <laughs> Who's eating <laughs> that? Do you know someone? Yes. You need Jessica's to call the cops. sister and dad. You need to call the fucking cops. That is not normal. That is that is a <laughs> sign of something much worse. <laughs> No, it isn't. Yeah. All right, man. When you end up dead of mayo and peanut butter sandwiches, don't come crying to me. I won't be able to. I'll be dead. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Don't. <laughs> don't don't I'll haunt you, me. though. Don't haunt me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Nick, let's take a break. Nah. What was that? I said, let's take you a break, go. and then we'll talk some real shit. All right, folks, we're going to get into the preview of 2021 new car models and updates right after this. All right, we're back, folks, and we're about to get into tonight's main topic. But before that, we'd like to remind you how to get a hold of us if you feel so inclined. We do have our very own website. It is checkenginepodcast.com. Associated with that, there is an email address, inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. We're also all over social media. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by looking up Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, where can they find us on Twitter? Sorry, I was burping. Uh, at Check Engine Pod. <laughs> Appreciate your candidness. <laughs> Letting the listeners in. True experience. Right. Pull the curtain back. That's right. Tristan, where can they find us on Instagram? Uh, they can find us at Check Engine Pod. Did I interrupt you mid burp or fart or m- drink or bite or anything? You don't want to know. <laughs> no, All we do. That's the point. He's putting peanut butter on one slice. He's putting may- and mayonnaise on, the other. on another slice. He's not putting them together. He's just lining them up slowly across his desk. <laughs> Seeing if I like the feel of what it looks like. Oh my god. Don't don't tell me if don't tell me if you like the feel of anything. Don't ever tell me. That. Do you like the feel of mayonnaise and peanut butter <laughs> in your mouth? Episode title. No, just do you like the feel? <laughs> what do you mean mouth? <laughs> uh, well, after all that, if. Uh, you still do want to reach out to us on social. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, if you want can... to see exclusively pictures of finally toasted peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches, follow us on Instagram at Check Engine Pod. <laughs> Call fucking cops. That is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so um, if you folks want to, be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM, uh, reach out how and when you can. Let us know your favorite weird sandwiches. What the hell? Um, you can ask They're us questions. Savory. That's not okay. Whatever. Peanut butter is sweet. You numps. Okay, go, folks, go on to Twitter at Check Engine Pod and send Andrew your crazy sandwich combinations and start arguments with him. Yes, please. 
And while you're there, you can ask us questions to answer on the air. You can let us know what you like or dislike about what we do. You can give us topic ideas, all that good stuff. Thank you. Anyway, to jump back into this, Andrew, we are basically going yes, no, swipe right, swipe left on the new for 2021 updates and models. Correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's let's go that way. Um, do you want me to kick us off? Because it was my idea. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with one that I am kind of intrigued by, but it's going to be one that uh, may be a surprise to the both of you. Um, I'm intrigued by the new Nissan Aria. You What's guys that? seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. Okay. So I mean, probably, but no. Can't they, say can't say I have. So you can you can Google it so you have an idea of what I'm talking about as I'm talking about it. It is um A-R-I-Y-A. Um its market debut here in the States is set for quote late 2021. So knowing Nissan it'll probably be 2024. Um but it's scheduled for late this year. It is okay, the reason I like this, or the reason I'm intrigued by this is because it kind of combines two things that Nissan was, I guess you can say at the sharper end of the field in, uh, maybe not the leaders or the pioneers, but they were right up there. So one, um, compact crossover. We had, we have chagrined Nissan many times for not continuing with the juke because it kind of set off an entire new platform of vehicles. Mm -hmm. So it's getting back to the compact crossover and Although a lot of people put, um, there's a lot of publication around like the Toyota Yaris, which is a hybrid. The Nissan Leaf has sold like half a million units worldwide. But it's also a fleet uh, vehicle. But still, they're one of the world's top electric car manufacturers. And combining that with their expertise in this compact crossover space to make an electric compact crossover, um, I'm kind of intrigued to see how this thing does and how the market accepts it. It's looking like, let's see, a maximum range of about 300 miles. So nothing crazy, but nothing awful either. Um, Available in front or all-wheel drive models. Um, So I am, I'm looking forward to this thing. I want to see, I want to see what the reception is out there when it, when it finally hits, hits uh, dealerships. All right. Um, I will say one car that I'm interested in because, I mean, so so Hyundai does this thing with the Elantra where every, like basically every other refresh, they do something <laughs> completely bizarre. And this last refresh where they went from um, sort of like the the style that kind of created the old Genesis look to the Elantras that are out on the market now with the triangle headlights that look so dumb. Mm-hmm. That was one I didn't understand. But looking at the 2021, I guess I can at least see where they're trying to take the culture. Yeah. Yeah, it looks more like the rest of them. <laughs> yes. And is that a, you know, is that a good thing? <laughs> um I think so. Now, 
one thing that I I don't remember if we talked about it while we were on the air or not, Tristan, but yeah, we did. We talked about the Sonata looking worse yes. on the road than it did in pictures. Kind of saggy. Well, I think that's just kind of what they're doing. Because if you look at the yep. ass end of the Elantra, it has that. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone left the Elantra out in the sun too long. Yeah, I'll just kind of double up here and say the extremely good looking and exciting and futuristic uh, Tucson that's coming out in 22 will also have some elements of that. So clearly it's just a thing that they're doing for the moment. Um, I think it kind of ties in with their, I don't know if there's a compound version of flame surfacing. That's essentially what it is (laughs) now. Now, instead of horizontal lines, they're adding vertical ones. Uh, And it's not, bad necessarily but it's definitely different um so uh, at least the elantra makes a little more sense i I just kind of like that car uh and i like what they do with it and um for the double the the new tucson looks fucking incredible and if they do put that n-line engine in there that thing might just be the car that everybody buys (laughs) quite yeah would have a similar Similar appeal to the XT Outback and Legacy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, man. I was I was looking at the uh, I was looking through some of these some of these new models, and the, and the new Elantra did come up. And my first thought was, oh man, it looks like the Sonata. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think this is going to look as silly on the road, or maybe we'll just have become accustomed to it by then. At any rate. I, I think it's smaller, so it's less, so it's, it's less pronounced. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. I think the smaller size m- might help, but we'll, we'll see. Literally. We'll see how exactly. it, how it looks <laughs> on the road. Tristan. Anything yeah, so I would like, I would like to discuss something that originally I was like, oh, Ooh, and then was like, Oh, yep. <laughs> looks like a Toyota to me. Um, the, uh, new, the 2021 Toyota Corolla apex edition, the limited Mm. trim, which has all the hallmarks of a, of a Nismo Sentra in the making. Yeah. Where, so basically they've added like the write-up is hilarious. So like, it looks great. Like it has these cool bronze accents on the front it actually looks a little bit like a WRX, which not gonna find any complaints from me. Um, oh yeah, it does. But but it's like you know, it's got a black roof if you get the white or the silver. Right. And it's like you get a rear rear bumper, deck hood, spoiler, all this cool stuff, you know. And it's like they say the suspension is stiffer. Okay, great. <laughs> But it's like, oh, and we've made the wheels lighter. Thank God. <laughs> and we've added a two discharge port oil pump and an electric water pump to make the engine more thermally efficient. Ooh. And with all that thermal and with all that thermal efficiency on a two liter engine, we're making 169 horsepower. It's just so, oh. it's just soul crushing. Bye. You can't put Why? a hair dryer on that Toyota. <laughs> right 
I mean, that's literally all it takes. <laughs> you can't you can't find anything. All right, listen. The the bronze accents I love. Bronze is a big thing for me at the current moment. I think it's absolutely it's amazing. Underused that, and underrated. Well, the fact that they yes. didn't match the wheels to the bronze trim, criminal. But it's fine. They'll get that sorted out. I, uh, I, what is it with Toyota and being a dick? <laughs> because all right. For time immemorial, essentially, uh, actually, since uh, Audi introduced the CC and brought like the luxury all-wheel drive sedan down into the edgy, the the price range edge of the Avalon, people have Mm -hmm. been like, oh, why doesn't Toyota make an all-wheel drive Camry slash Avalon, which they now do but only with one engine. It's the engine that nobody wants and the engine that people that would look for all-wheel drive in their Toyotas <laughs> would never buy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just... It's a bummer. They so keep, if, if I were they in keep getting so a, close. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tristan, go ahead. No, that's I, that's all I was saying. It's like they, they, keep, they keep almost doing it. <laughs> Like, I get that it's, you know, their small economy vehicle. But if I am in any way signing off on this car, I ask, and how much horsepower is it going to have? If I don't hear a two or maybe even a two two to lead that off, I may be mm-hmm. like, no, go back, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a problem of not correctly evaluating the market because, I mean, Let's let's for one moment put aside the fact that the SI with the next generation of um, uh, Civic is going away for a bit. Obviously, they're bringing that back. Forget the fact that Honda announced the SI coming back and brought it back to critical acclaim to massive sales success. They drove themselves directly from the SI into a halo car that they can't keep on lots anywhere in the country. Just put all that to the side for the second. And and think about the fact that you're bringing a performance edition of any sort of small car to market today with specialized trim, with light wheels, with all this bullshit, and not any power increase at all. That's just a significant misreading of the market. No one wants Scion, not even Toyota. That's the funny thing, too, is it looks like a TC with the little spoiler on the back. It really does. (laughs) Stop this. Put more power in it or get the fuck out of the way. Right. And I even think, you know, I could listen to, I could entertain the argument, well, to meet our performance figures, like the engineers could come back with a bunch of data and say, well, to meet our performance figures, we don't need that kind of horsepower, blah, 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 blah. Here I am coming at you from the marketing side again. How memorable is 169 horsepower? Or whatever it was, 160, whatever you said. See, I already forgot. Like yeah, whatever it is. You you you've got the trim and the light wheels and the thermal efficiency and all this kind of stuff that like here's your mark here's your bullet points where you can tell people. And then the consumer's gonna say, Cool, how many horsepower does it have? Or, or, or what about this Toyota? And then you've got, and then you've got, to, then you've got to disappoint them by saying, "Oh, yeah, it's under 170." 
or how about like, just anything like how, how about how about this the famous uh, vendors of hybrid systems known the world over how about you make a version of this car that has combined horsepower between internal combustion engine and a battery pack that you know whatever range or a little bit of power a hybrid mode electric performance mode that gives you 221 horsepower for 2021 how about that how about that <laughs> that'd be perfect that'd be perfect that would be something that would be something to applaud and cheer about it would and it'd be something that i'd actually be interested in buying because I I'm so torn between the cars that I like that are on the market right now. And the fact that every other time I have bought a new car, I've upgraded in the area of utility and power and fuel efficiency. I'm just not ready to give that up yet. No, I agree because you can always make a step up in all three of those categories. And Mm -hmm. like, if a car company does not make a new vehicle that it's step that, you know, if they make something that is improves two of those three, they're behind. Like I totally agree. One of those three get out of here. But I mean, you've got, <laughs> <laughs> like you've got to, you've got to, yeah, you've got to hit all three of those. You can't, you know, well, we didn't do horsepower because we made the trunk bigger. <laughs> like <laughs> you can do no. both. No, they it's gave it 800 watt. Give it an 800 watt speaker system. Go to hell. That's a lot of watts. Go to hell. It's not 800 watts. It's just not. <laughs> That's a lot those, for a tiny car. That's one of those numbers that I don't really think means anything. Yeah, yeah that's what, I do um, like that, and I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what the uh, the Corolla SE Nightshade is. Because that's just a cool name. It is cool. It is a cool name. Night anything is cool. Corolla SE Nightshade. It looks very Ooh, much. There's like a whole Apex. bunch of them. They oh oh my god! There's a Nightshade Sienna. Oh my god! <laughs> they're doing the. They're, are they doing the Hyundai thing where they put really really expensive rims on like base model cars? Mm. Yeah, and they blacked and, it out. It's murdered and out. Blacked, absolutely blacked out. Hmm. But yeah, the 2020 19 inch or available 18 inch on the all wheel drive system, uh, black alloys, black exterior, including fog lights, mirror caps, door handles, the Sienna logo, the lift gate license garnish, oh, and the God. antenna. Black mesh grill, black rear spoiler, black Toyota emblem, and black other badges. Other? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get the appeal. I literally bought the Onyx edition of my car. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I guess. But it's funny on a Sienna. <laughs> At least, like, Onyx is a rock. That sounds off-roady. Who is? But, like, the, the nightshade Sienna. Who is a blacked-out van for? Bank robbers when he gets kids, or me no, when I get kids. He's gonna have a <laughs> SUV with three rows of seats, but it's oh. also gonna be murdered out. <laughs> really? Is that doing so, it for you? 
No, not all the time. Depends on the vehicle. Does it for him sometimes. All right. Who's got another vehicle? Who's going to be the first one to talk about the Z concept? I'm not. It's not going to be me because I'm going to stick with the same brand actually and talk (laughs) about a different Toyota that um, that intrigues me here. Um, I want to talk about the Toyota Mirai. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I think. Yes. First, if it first hit market a few years back, I think 2015, um, but total redesign in 2021 to make it look like a pretty cool sporty sedan. And also for the folks out there who don't know, the Mirai is a hydrogen car. If we're talking about yeah, fuel cells, yeah, fuel cell car, hydrogen powered car. Um, the current Mirai has a range of around 312 miles. This new one is supposed to boost that by 30%, which is a pretty good chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a pretty good performance upgrade. If you can say it's 30% more than anything, more horsepower, more range. <laughs> um, that's a pretty bold number. So that that's, that's intriguing. Um, and, they kind of did with the hydrogen car here what Tesla did with electric about 10 years ago, which is actually make it look like a somewhat stylish road-going machine instead of saying, oh, this is alternative fuel. We need to make this look as goofy as we can. <laughs> um, this looks like there could be a V8. It almost looks Kia Stinger-ish to me from certain angles. Like it looks like you could drop a big V8 in it and just have a really big sporty luxury sedan in the Toyota lineup. But the fact that it's hydrogen and um, a fuel cell car is pretty cool to me. So I want to, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what this thing, again, how, how the market reacts. Um, it does say here production version is expected by late 2020, but, um, kind of a boilerplate sentence, uh, closing sentence to a press release. It's unclear whether the coronavirus will delay the market debut. Oh, so, well. yeah. so yeah, you can put that anywhere. So it's expected later this year. Um, I think it looks awesome. Again, I love the, I mean, that's a bold number that they're putting out there for performance uh, upgrade. So um, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be cool. I've been on the hydrogen bandwagon for years. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's where we we end up, whether we're burning it directly or hooking up to fuel cells or whatever. I'm a hundred percent with you on yeah. that. We have the know how on how to distribute and contain, you know, combustible liquids. Hydrogen just happens to be under pressure compared to gasoline, which is not. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, the idea of a gas station works with hydrogen and you don't even have to ship gas to it. You just have to hook up power lines and water and yep. make, make, right. make hydrogen at the station. So it's, you know, to me, I think that that works. But Yeah, full we'll electric is a, is a stopgap. I think, I think so. in my opinion, and I think a lot of other, I would dare say a lot of other people's opinions too, like, it's good for a short bit of time, but it's really not sustainable with the way we have to get, you know, the way we um, produ- produce and mine and get lithium ion and all these other things. Um, hydrogen is just better. All, <laughs> all in, it's just better. If 
you can get it, yeah, if you can get it functional, it definitely is. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, that was on my list also, because the fact that they're taking a second crack at this car, it's not the, what, the Honda Clarity? Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, we made one, okay, done. Ta-da. The fact that this it saw enough interest that they felt the need to revamp it is interest uh, of interest to me. Yeah, that actually is a really good point that the brass at Toyota believes in it enough to keep funding the project. <laughs> Say yes, more of that, please. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see what that one does. Andrew, what do you got? Um, I mean, I guess I'll be the one to talk about the Z then. <laughs> is this a yay or nay? I'm guessing it's a nay. I don't know. I think my 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 worry about this car is, was always that the car and driver renders would be accurate, and that unfortunately seems to have been what's happened. Um, the back of the car is fabulous. It's it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's um, very reminiscent of the 240Z. That's, that's yeah, right? yeah, say it's a, yeah, it's very it's a throwback, very retro. But it looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you go forward uh, the the trunk to windshield, front of the windshield area is exactly off of the. Uh, the 50Z, not the 70. I, I see the I see the 350 in it more than I see the 370. Yep. Uh, but it's still that highly angular, um, I guess, backwards cap thing. But then they stopped and they gave up and they just copied with some tracing paper, um, some thick tracing paper so they didn't get the lines exactly right, the front off of the weird-looking Astons that are kind of up there now. And then um, they realized sort of, at quarter to midnight before the project was due, they didn't design the grill. So they just squared it off and went, um, submit. They won't look <laughs> at the front anyway. The teachers never read the essays all the way through. And, and it just, it's like a huge letdown at the front. Yeah. Cause there's so much you could have done with the old Z language up front. Mm-hmm. And they did not. Was that the one that I told you the, uh, um, <laughs> on Twitter, I think I called it the reverse Corvette. You did. You did. You did. The old, the old, the old reverse Corvette designed yeah. everything but the front. They really did that. And I, I, I can almost see a world where they were going for like the old fair lady Z look, but couldn't make sort of like inset more rounded headlights work with modern headlight requirements, but then abandon that for God's sake, abandon it and do something else because this is, this is horrible. And the rest of the car is so good. And the front is so bad. You have to wait. Now you can't get this car. You're gonna look like an idiot. If you get this car. Yeah. Cause if they make another generation, they'll take time to fix that. And they will because this there, they need this to be a seller. Yeah. I also I I read about this car on uh, on Car Throttle and that article on Car Throttle has one of the most disgusting yet amusing lines I have ever read. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I was waiting to. I, I was going to bring this up, or was waiting for someone else to bring this car up because, like I said, I'm interested in the first ninety percent of this car, well, the uh, or in the last last ninety percent technically. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's the the sentence just made me die. I actually have it highlighted in the PDF I printed out. It says the the Z Proto may not be coming to Europe, but it's sure as hell coming to massage your want glands. <laughs> 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 oh, baby, not in my wand <laughs> I there's the episode title. <laughs> Massaging your wand glands. glands. That is Ugh. that is nasty. Who who let that go to print? Honestly. The editor, presumably. Who who is that? So I can kill him. Who made this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. I, I should probably get that clear. It's not massaging me. None of my glands or glands <laughs> are being massaged by this car. I think it looks cool. Um, I don't know anyone who is getting massaged by it, but this guy, apparently Matt Kimberly. <laughs> That's probably Matt Kim- Kimberly. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, his, 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 uh, he's, he's from South Wales. And his bio says once bought a thirty pack of chocolate fingers and one once bought thirty packs of chocolate fingers in one transaction. Hmm. Oh, and I he has a and he has a he has a flat cap flat cap on. So, um, I think totally off topic. We are rapidly approaching the point where we will need to have a serious culture wide discussion about the way people who like cars dress themselves. Do we need to have that discussion now? Uh, I think I think we're the proper form to start it. I don't think it has to be right now. But what I will say uh, is that to to everyone, um, with the singular exception of Ken Block, you, all of the rest of you people, are not Ken Block. Uh huh. So that that's that's it for now. But we'll <laughs> okay. We that's the tease. We can talk more about that another time. That's the tease. All right. Yeah. So we discussed the Z. Uh, we discussed a lot on Toyota. Uh, Tris, I think it back to you. Anything else that um, jumped out at you? Um, actually, more Toyota products. Really? Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's nothing revolutionary, but I do like um, some of the updates that have come to the LC five hundred. Okay. Oh, the car that only I like. No, I love that car. I love that car. We've talked about this. I know, but it's just, you'd never buy one. <laughs> Would you buy one? No, like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, no, I Tristan. Like- yeah, go ahead, Tristan. Um, no, it's, I, I, it's been it's been subtly updated. Um, and I... I like some of the changes they've made. Um, th- I think that they've just kind of, weirdly enough, I feel like they've softened it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think that does it. A, I think that does it a, a service. Looking here, so yeah, no, I can definitely see what you're talking about. Did they reduce the price sixty thousand dollars? <laughs> I mean, probably not. Mm. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, that was for the 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 R the RC was the ridiculous one. Yeah, they both but. Are. 
Yeah, but even but say, but even the but, line is this LC is a hundred grand, dude. Right, right. I was like, even the LC is a lot. <laughs> I think this is more. The RC is eighty. Am Maybe I, I have them backwards. Right? I don't know. Uh, anyways, I mean, you yeah, you have to be. In the words of Jeremy Clarkson, you would have to be so mad to buy one of these, you wouldn't be able to have a driver license. So, which is fine. Uh, I'm I just like the way they. There's not a lot to add to it. Andrew, can we take part of my time and move directly on to something for both of us? Of course. Uh oh. We need we we need to talk about the K5. Okay. <laughs> Go. Do you like Do you like the K5? I want to own a K5. Yeah. I, I love it. I would also would also own a K five. Um, the yeah, you know, <laughs> wi- wireless CarPlay, um, the GT trim, two hundred ninety horsepower, eight speed yeah. DCT, mm-hmm. like, bam, it checks checks all the boxes. They they even took whatever design language that. Kia and Hyundai have been doing that kind of look droopy and it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. It, I, I will say I saw a, um, I guess whatever the base model one is driving around and that doesn't look right, but that's more down to the wheels that are like the, the sort of base hubcaps are really kind of gross. But um, yeah, I mean, I really, really, really do like that car. But my biggest issue with it is, again, to return to just kind of what I said before, with that car with an eight speed, I think I could probably expect to get all three of those increased functionality, uh, more power and better gas mileage. But I'm just I'm so on the cusp of feeling like. Hybrid or PHEV or, you know, some form of of battery assisted cars are going to become like the absolute mainstream really soon. So if you get this and that's exactly what happens for, you know, probably a small increase in price, I'm going to feel like an idiot because those cars and mm-hmm. similar, you know, the same body, the same, everything else, uh, while they may weigh more, will almost certainly be getting, you know, in the forties for gas mileage. And that's such a, huge difference yeah and i think that that's you know there is a feeling of you know you have to wait and see but i think at the same time you can still appreciate what they've done with this one oh yeah i love it i said i would yeah. very much like to own one in the way that literally i got in it the one that was <laughs> the car dealership and went uh-oh <laughs> fit me like a condom it was perfect yeah i like it too i i'm looking forward to it it was as, as much of a surprise as it was to me to hear that they weren't gonna this is replacing the optima right that, that they weren't uh, gonna correct. make that they weren't gonna yes. make the optima anymore i'm like oh damn that's a big move but then to see what what this is and what they came out with i'm like oh okay i'm with you <laughs> like yeah and they re- they had to rename it to um stop people from asking every year why the hell they have a car named the k9 <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it makes the K9 make any sense. You wait until they redo the Stinger and name it the K7. That's what's going to happen. Is that the number you're putting on it, too? There's a 7? That would be my guess because that would be the size. That would be the size difference. You know? Oh, the, yeah. 579. Yep. Because the Stinger's the same size as the G70. The K5 uh, is the Sonata, smaller than the G70. Um and then the K9 is... Is this the K900? Uh, yes. But the two zeros stand for class, so... Um, ah, know. they stand for how many zeros you can take off buying that instead of an S-Class? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yes. They borrowed those from the S-Class you didn't buy? They did. Well, you are actually correct. It's the K900. So um, maybe they didn't help themselves at all. In fact, maybe this should have been the K500. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had not realized that. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I had not realized that I was saying that wrong. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm. Ex- <laughs> I'm excited for that one too, though. That's gonna be. I want to rent that one. That's that's like one we should try to grab for a road trip. I'm super bummed that there's such a low chance that we're not going to get to see any of the stuff in person. Like we, like we have done in the past couple of years. That's a huge bummer. You mean like at a show? Yeah. 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 That's going to stink. Anyways, what's next? Anywho. Um, let's see. We're already about an hour and 10 in. So I'm going to talk I about wanna- America. I just want to throw out a couple of honorable well, because there's really nothing. Uh, just, I just want to throw out a couple honorable mentions, and then I want to get into some no's with you guys All too. Right. Like ones. That, so, um, I'm just going to throw these out real quick because we've mentioned both of these before. But since this is like the official 2021 new car episode, I want to make sure we get these in the RS6 Avant. Definitely looking forward to that. And the Civic Type R Limited Edition. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, Yeah. So just get those out of the way. Um, And if Andrew, if you want to talk about an American car, here's one that is a hard no from me. Um, Nope. The Challenger SRT Super Stock. There's yet another version of the Challenger with yet more horsepower. And I'm just like, I'm done with it. Like you, you win, you know, it's like you, you've got a drag car. No one's trying to compete with you on that. What are you doing? Like, I'm just, I'm just over that stuff now. Like the first, when the first ones came out, you know, like the original Hellcat and all that kind of stuff. I was like, Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. That's cool. And then, and now it's like, all right, think of something else. <laughs> can I, can I ask this? What, what is their exit strategy? Their exit strategy? How do they get out of this? Because Dodge clearly feels that they've trapped themselves in a cycle wherein every, every development they make has to be in the area of the engine and every development they make for the Dodge brand has to come through the challenger. So, but, but they, but they don't redesign the challenger. It's 
functionally the same car as it ever has been in terms of looks, in terms of the way it looks inside. It's it's just the same car. They're in a terminal Ford Fusion-esque spiral. And the only way they've been able to think themselves into not, uh, not out of it, but into continuing it, is to just keep slapping more horsepower on it and creating more and more limited additions. What is their exit strategy? I don't, obviously, I don't think there is one. <laughs> like This, this is, is a black hole. Yeah, they're in it. This is what they're doing. This is what Dodge is now. Terminal vroomer brain? Basically. Yeah. I'm going to vroom. Brain go vroom vroom. <laughs> and that, but that is what they are, right? And then uh, in in six to nine months, we're going to hear about the development of the Charger, uh, whatever the hell I already forgot and don't care. Uh, super stock. Yeah, super stock. And that's going to look horrible. And and then it'll be the Durango super stock. And, and so they have they have next to no innovation. Oh, and there's going to be a Jeep one, the the friggin Vroom Hawk. I don't know. And <laughs> no, it'll be the it'll be the Grand Wagoneer track, like Grand Wagoneer track hawk. <laughs> God damn it. Why? Why would you put that idea out there and then be right about it later? <laughs> <laughs> all for the we were right episode that's right he's setting us up he's setting us up for later it's a strategy play seriously though how could any brand stop this um that's actually a really good question like a case study question because they have no investment in passenger car level hybrid technology they yep. have no way of creating or to this point they've not shown that they have any ability to create or drive interest uh at the true consumer level which is you know like mid-size suvs compact suvs they just don't have those uh well they, they do at jeep but not through the dodge brand i guess specifically is what i'm talking about um, this might and, yeah. oh, keep going sorry no no i was gonna say and also lest we forget there's still a Chrysler or two out there somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did actually kind of forget. I know. I mean, that may be. I mean, that may be what they've you know, more or less resigned themselves to is that Jeep becomes the perform the, the the consumer brand. Everything from renegades to grand wagoneers and then you know dodge you know we've seen how this ends up but you know dodge is the mopar pontiac where you know they're just making stuff go fast and you know chrysler is the mopar buick kind of forgotten about supposed to be the luxury brand etc oh shit that may be that may be how this sorts out, where they're not trying to get the consumer automobile space with that brand. If you like Mopar and you want a small SUV, go get a Compass. We just you forgot. Know? We forgot something major. Um, they just merged. Yeah. Oh, so shit. they don't. They no longer have to consider small cars. Renault has that on lock. Yep. Right. Well, never mind then. Um, although Andrew, that I, I, that's probably one of the 
best questions you've asked I, I in a long, long time on this show. Like that's what is their exit strategy? Like how do they get out of this? And I've been noodling around with that. And top of mind, my thought is this, if they were to go this route now, again, it's all a moot point because what you just said with the merger and Renault, or maybe but they may maybe. not get anything out of that. So my thought is like step one, what if there is down the road, like a challenger super stock hybrid, but it's like a high performance hybrid because you see it in Europe, they've done it. There's like thousand horsepower hybrids. So maybe it's the 800 horsepower gas engine with a couple hundred extra horsepower from, from the electric motors on the rear. And then Isn't maybe the, that's, and maybe that's their called first. the Dodge Challenger kilovolt. Yeah. It's some wacky, weird <laughs> over the top name. And Kill then, dash a dash volt. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's step one and then they can s- slowly start introducing more green technology into their vehicles and maybe back off on the horsepower down the road and just start off with that halo I th- again i've been thinking about it for three and a half minutes since you asked the question maybe but the demon is already eighty five thousand dollars starting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean that's kind of the other thing Right, just looking at the whole brand, the Durango's the same. That car, I, I think it starts at, let's see, Durango starting MSRP. So it starts at 30,7. Um, but if you add a thing onto it, it's like 50 grand, almost instantly. <laughs> if, you, if you want the RT, any of the lines, any of the this, if you want, I don't know, uh, 19 inch wheels or something that that car gets so expensive so fast I, I don't know I mean I would I would estimate that if they have to fumble their way out of this uh, assuming Renault doesn't want to bring their own cars over here um, which I would encourage because I love the Renault again and I would love the chance to be able to drive one slash even own one mm-hmm. if they're not going to do that then it may be under the pathetic auspices of the Dodge branding. And that would just kill me. I don't want that to happen, but it may be the only possible future. You may need to get your affairs in order. Oh God. <laughs> if, they, if they bring back the dart, the Renault McGann as the Dodge dart. Ugh. Would you, would you not knowing what it is on the inside? Would you not buy it just because of the name? Yes. Really? I, yes. And, or no, I would not buy it. Whatever that, whatever the verbiage is for that. So, like, even though you know that everything about it except for the badge is a Renault Megane, you wouldn't buy it if it says Dart in the side. Correct. Hmm. I think I'd at least have to give it a shot, even though it says Dart. Hmm. I'd at least have to test drive one. Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't test drive it, but I, I don't know. But I don't know if my, if my little pocketbook could handle it <laughs> what if it came back as the omni okay then you actually have my attention i'm not gonna lie <laughs> because you know that there was a fast omni yes there was i we do talk yes. about this we we have and the glh um, and the glhs that's right if ah come on if they bring back 
uh, this is actually a really good idea. As the Dodge Omni <laughs> and bring back the GLH as the McGann RS. Oh, shit. That would be that would be dope. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Does anybody that. else does anybody else have any like absolutely nots that they've seen? Yeah, the new Cadillac V cars, CT4, <laughs> whatever, CT4V. No, the bl- are those the black wings or that is that something boring? Different? Yes. Yeah, they are yeah, the black wings. Yeah. Uh, the Toyota Venza is a hard no. Um, Jeep have you guys s- um, have you seen the? Why is my why is it blanking on me? Oh, um, have you guys seen the new uh, Alfa Romeo Giulia GTA? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's like the Quadrifoglio and a Civic <laughs> Type R had a baby. It is like that. They, like they 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 tried to turn a Giulia into a Civic Type R, and it looks horrendous. I. I think, I think the excitement, especially in America, uh, for alphas is fake. At the at the most forced. I mean, my excitement. I was pretty excited about it. It's, it's, yeah, I would say forced. I was, forced. I was really excited about it, especially not this past auto show that we went to in Chicago, but the one before where they had the the SUV on the turntable. Yeah, I was super jazzed for that. And then I actually got a chance. I think it was this year we went down and I actually sat in one. Yeah. And we had talked about it on our on our car show review episode where it's just actually probably all old Dodge Dart interior knobs and parts in it. (laughs) And it was just like, ah, man, what a buzzkill, dude. It's horrible. I, I just think going into 2021, I think that maybe a 2022 possibly either 21 or 22 the the preamble to your brand new fucking car should not be this it's difficult not to love alfa romeo's julia in spite of the sports sedan's tragic reliability record nope that's it that's the end of that that's the end of that we are in a period of time where cars have never been more reliable and they can't get it together yeah, it's the fact that they went as far as to say to call it tragic. That means it's really bad. That means it's really, <laughs> really bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have one other one. If you guys don't have one, that I just, <laughs> I, it's a hard no, but it's also kind of funny. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this one either, but I want you to look this up. It is the Electra. Mechanica Solo. Is that a C or a K or for Electra? It is, a, it is Electra. So I'll spell it out. Electra with a C. Mechanica is M-E-C-C-A-N-I-C-A. Goddamn, why would you put this in my eyes, you dick? <laughs> Electra Mechanica. <laughs> Fucker. No, gotcha. I'm closing, I'm closing that. I'm not looking at that anymore. We're going to we're going to put that up on Facebook after this episode comes out so people can see what Andrew just laid his eyes on for the first time. Ugh. It's an enclosed 
<laughs> it's an enclosed single seat three-wheeled Where, vehicle where's the rest of the car they, it's not there if you look at it straight on like it almost looks like a real full-size car in the front the the most disturbing view is the three-quarter view yep <laughs> yep I just wanted to make sure you guys saw that. Oh, I saw. I see a picture of a man. I see a picture of a man standing next to one. It shows how large it is. It's even worse. I can't Nick, relate. You wouldn't be able to drive this. Uh, I mean, I race go karts, so. No, no, but those have open spaces you can stick out the top of. <laughs> You'd be doomed in this one. I mean, I'm seeing photos that's like up to a guy's in between his navel and his chest. Like, that's not... That must be a short man. The one I'm looking at is clearly navel. Maybe he's a very tall man. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that looks super alarming. Well, they're Canadian. Yeah. It's bound to be inoffensive. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> here's a three, here's a three wheeled car. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, uh, but it's funny. What 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 was the next thing? What, what I thought were we moving on to something else? No, no. I just I wanted to make sure I squeezed this one in so you guys could see oh, it. Gotcha. Uh, get your reaction. On the Bronco. Oh yeah. And that was one of those Weirdly, probably a yes until like it got oversaturated with news stories and posts within the first 15 minutes of its announcement, like official reveal. Like I was ready for it. I was looking forward to it and like, dear God, I know it's coming. <laughs> like stop, just stop. We get it. They should have been. They really should have released it on OJ's birthday. That would have been great. That would have been funny. I'm still pushing for having OJ in a white one in a commercial. <laughs> I just hope he buys one. Obviously, it's not going to be in a commercial. I just really hope he buys one. Maybe like under the table type of thing. Ford will just give him well, one. I think have, to have someone go and purchase it for him. Yes, but. <laughs> Or maybe it's been long enough. If he went there and not, it's just said, oh, uh, hello, my name's Orenthal. I like <laughs> Orenthal. Orin. <laughs> and obviously don't do it in L.A. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Hmm. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> about the, you don't know about the Bronco? or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cause, because I want to like it but I'm being made to not like it. Why? The more I interact with it. It's like oh, Pat I Mahomes. You're being forced into not liking it. I was like, you are not. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm being brought to like it less and less the more I interact with it. So wait, why? why how often have you interacted with Pat Mahomes? Why are you starting to dislike him? Now, look, <laughs> I, I was having, I, I was having, I was having this discussion with Andrew where I, there's no logical reason for me to dislike Pat Mahomes, but the more I see him on the television, the less I like him. <laughs> and I don't, it, it entirely, it entirely has to do with seeing him. I mean, I'd see, 
I don't think so. I feel like Pat Mahomes is a bad comparison here because of where Mitch Trubisky was drafted. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with it. Okay. I because because I don't dislike him when I'm just talking about him. <laughs> That's the problem. Like 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 right now, I can't summon up any rancor for the poor guy. Like I, but I, I requ- see him on the I'm TV. And it's like, him. I'm required to hate him because he's, he's a rival quarterback in my division. That's true. But I personally, I have nothing against the man. <laughs> personally, I should. But I don't. It's when I see him. That seems like a weird. I don't follow, but whatever. Parse <laughs> that, man. It sounds weird. Well, that's fine. It's not <laughs> my problem. Oh, um, the uh, from for mine, the uh, <laughs> the one that I'm just like, nah. I don't really. I was looking for it. I was. Uh, flailing through my notes um it's you'd think it would be something i like but it's not (laughs) okay the um mercedes-benz e-class all-terrain oh yeah (laughs) oh is that the um the lifted wagon one yeah yeah whatever yeah that barely made on my brain other than like oh they just couldn't name it the all road (laughs) <laughs> right they just call it the all-terrain and it's like and they and they they use an air suspension like the first generation all-road and like we know that those fail all the time like, yeah i just can't be i know it's mercedes but it's also an air suspension so i just yeah it's just, it's i don't know it's 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 more they say it's more than just an appearance package but that's other than the ride height. That's literally all it is. Yeah. Like there's a stylized skid plate, which means it's not a skid plate and some extra ground ground clearance. Like at best, that's a trim package. (laughs) The Mercedes Benz E-Class Trailhawk. Oh God. (laughs) Is anyone interested in the Bronco Sport? The little Bronco? Nope. Mm-mm. No. What was... Is that the one with the in the doors? Uh, I don't actually know the answer to that. So maybe. Bronco Sport holes in the doors. Uh, yes, it is. That's the only thing I know about it is that they put weird holes in the doors. I think that was actually door holes 2021 plus Ford Bronco forum. Um, I think it's actually, that was a a feature on the previewed OG Bronco. Oh, what I, what I heard online is that they're gonna, they're considering making a big Bronco and they're going to call it the warthog. And I just hate everything about that. Wouldn't they at least stick with a horse nomenclature? Can you name anything bigger than a Bronco? I didn't think so. Clydesdale? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's Percheron. a few. There's a few. Quarter <laughs> horse. <laughs> Big horse. <laughs> Big horse. Stallion. Did you say Big uh, Horse? 
Yeah, I'm looking up big horses. <laughs> the big horse. The Ford Seven big horse. horse the world. Shire. Yeah, yep, that's a good one, too. It's not bad. Although the Ford Shire brings to mind little bits of pastoral England. That is actually quite true. Wait, (laughs) where's the rest of this list? Oh, yeah, Clydesdale. Percheron. Percheron. Belgian Draft? No, can't have that. Can't have Belgium. (laughs) Suffolk Punch? No, can't have that. Quarter Horse? No, just a bunch of draft horses. Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know about horses. Morgans, you read boat stuff. <laughs> it's got horses in it. What? Do you, okay, nope. <laughs> <laughs> boat books have horses in them. I'll bet you. Boat horses. Well, they have to be shipping something. They're probably shipping horses. You don't ship horses. Then how do they get across the ocean? They didn't swim. You don't know that. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> across the land bridge from Asia. <laughs> okay, we got to get out of here. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> we are running out of steam real quick. Let's not devolve into horse arguments. Horse migration arguments. Horse humans, you mean. Too late. <laughs> oh jesus sorry about that folks uh <laughs> thanks for sticking with us though um we appreciate you listening but we don't want you just to listen we want you to uh, interact with us we already mentioned how you can find us online we already mentioned where to search for us on socials um please be sure to leave us a review on that streaming platform that you're listening to us on uh preferably a good one uh, and also, if you don't mind, hit that subscribe button for us. It's free, and you'll get notified of any new content that we put out for you. If you're really into what we're doing and would like to maybe pledge a little something-something to support this podcast of ours, you have two options for that as well. You can go to patreon.com slash checkenginepodcast or hit the support button on our homepage at anchor.fm slash checkenginepodcast. Right, after, right below our logo You'll see the little support rectangular button. You can just hit that guy right there. Every cent pledge is put towards making this podcast a better experience for you, the listener, and none of it goes back to us. So thank you in advance if you decide to do that. Gentlemen, who or what are we giving a special shout out to before we get out of here? Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I fell down a little bit of a horse hole here and now I'm watching. Don't call it a horse hole. <laughs> There's so many potential episode titles that have come out for discussion. Top 20 terrifying horse attacks. (laughs) (laughs) So, big thanks to this. Oh no, it's going to kick the child. No, child, stay away from the horse. No! Don't touch the horse! Oh shit, he touched. uh, Yeah, it kicked the shit out of (laughs) it. This does what it says right on the tin. Horses may kick or bite. Oh my god. <laughs> One of the best signs I've ever seen. Uh, Alright, Tristan. I'd like to thank my parents. Every year they have a Christmas tradition of purchasing us a, a daily, you know, peel off calendar. Um and today I peeled it back and I see a, a race car. 
on Ooh. the picture uh, as, and uh, on the little little illustration. However, this calendar is called 365 Facts That Will Scare the S Pound Sign Star T Out of You. Um, okay. And this goes on and this goes on to describe how if cornered, an opossum can foam at the mouth to convince a predator that it is toxic or sick, or discharge an anal fluid that smells almost as bad as a skunk spray. Unfortunately, neither of these work on a speeding car. And I've had to stare at bolded letters of discharge and anal fluid all day today. <laughs> you can just tear it off. <laughs> but then, then I would think it's Tuesday. How often uh, are you looking at that calendar? Yeah. More often than you'd think. I got a date like purchase. I got date like purchase orders and stuff. Beer computer, but never mind. <laughs> Have just, you seen the new interface for Big Sur? Just never mind. Mac uh, Mac OS large gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> there is no readily available calendar. Well, date I date I got. end this podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, I would actually like to thank the awesome lady at the CVS drive-through pharmacy. Um, Claire and I went through um, and got ourselves a COVID test. Ah, and um, you know we did the whole online sign up and um, you know make your reservations through the website, the whole thing. Um, but when we actually got there, there were very little directions on what we actually need to do to sign in or to check in. Like there was all this stuff about be sure to check in when you get there, here's your confirmation number, but it doesn't tell you who to check in with. It doesn't tell, like they say, don't go in the store, but it doesn't give you a number to call to check in and all this other stuff. And it was a, it was a very frustrating experience and I was really, 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 really pissed when I actually got into the drive-thru and um, pulled up to the window to get our tests. And she could not have been more pleasant. She could not have been more helpful. Um, and she took what was a really shitty <laughs> afternoon and made it a little bit better. So I would like to thank the young lady at the CVS drive-thru pharmacy for her customer service. It was fantastic. Right. And... As always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you, and we cannot wait to do this for you again and talk to you again. But until we do, take care. 